This is the Reading Instruction Show. I'm your host, Dr. Andy Johnson. Today, we are taking on a topic, racism and literacy instruction in the special education silo. This is the first in a series of podcasts that will address racism as it pertains to special education. But full disclosure first, I am a white man, always have been. More specifically, I'm a 62-year-old bald white man who grew up in a small rural community in the 60s and 70s. And I do most of my writing in the basement of my home in this micropolitan city in southern Minnesota. So I approach the topic of racism with humility, knowing that I can never fully know. I can never fully understand what it is to be a person of color living in a small town or a micropolitan city or a metropolitan city or a racist American society. I can never fully understand this and I, uh, I understand that. So when addressing the topic of racism, I should never lead the conversation, but I reserve the right to be angry. As such, it's my right and responsibility to do what I can. If we all do little things, big things will happen, and this is my little thing. I want to use my voice as a scholar and a writer to examine just one small part of this larger issue. My small part of this larger conversation will focus on racism in special education, especially as it pertains to literacy instruction. And as I said, this is the first in a series of podcasts. Two books of significance that uh, influenced me, and I would highly recommend. The first one is a book by Beth Harry and Jeanette Klingner. It's called Why Are So Many Minority Students in Special Education? This is a book that takes a three-year qualitative study examining the disproportionate number of students of color in a large school district. They use uh, uh, observations and interviews, and went where quantitative studies really can. They helped us understand. They went beyond the numbers. Highly recommend that book by Beth Harry and Jeanette Klingner. Why are so many minority students in special education? And the second one that I highly recommend, recently published, How to Be an Anti-Racist by Ibram X. Kindi, an absolutely brilliant writer that takes up the larger issue of racism within our society in a way that makes it salient, compelling, and understandable. Highly recommend those two books. But first of all, let's get on to our topic then. Racism. There is racism in the special education silo. So let's define our terms. This podcast will focus on racism. The next podcast will focus on what exactly the special education silo is. So racism must be differentiated from racist acts. A racist act involves one or more persons engaged in discrimination or bigotry, hatred, and violence directed against one or more individuals based on their race. While racist acts are a result of racism, a myopic conception of racism deflects responsibility and diminishes the full understanding of this term. Now, some insist that racism is simply the actions of a few bad apples. 
Now, this is what those in power would have us believe, that racism is just a few bad apples here and there. According to this apple theory, ending racism is simply a matter of apple hunting. But the apple theory ignores and serves to cover up the larger systemic suppression and oppression of minority populations used by those with economic and political power to maintain that power. In his book, Faces at the Bottom of the Well, Derek Bell defines racism as individual, structural, political, economic, and social forces that serve to discriminate against and disadvantage people of color on the basis of their race for the purpose of maintaining white dominance and power. Ibrahim X. Kendi defines racism as a marriage of racist policies and racist ideas that produce and normalize racial inequalities. A racial policy is any measure that produces or sustains racial inequity between racial groups. A policy is a written and unwritten law, rule, procedure, process, regulation, or guideline that governs people. Racism is institutional, structural, and systemic. Now, whether implicit or explicit, whether intended or unintended, white racism creates and maintains a racial hierarchy that discriminates against and disadvantages people of color. This conception of racism is much more powerful and insidious than the Apple theory, which would define racism as simply individual acts of bigotry and hatred by a few bad apples. Now let's look at a system. Racism exists within the context of a societal system. A system is an interacting and interdependent set of elements that influence each other and work together to form a unified, ever-evolving whole. The whole is contained within each part, and each part is contained within the whole. According to systems theory, anything happening to one part of the system affects the whole. Included within our societal systems are a variety of subsystems, each of which has been infected by the racism virus. These include legal systems, prison systems, economic systems, political systems, and educational systems. Racism is like a bit of poison in the water tank. You cannot drink a single cup and expect it not to be tainted. So let's look at cultural superiority and the myth of normal. Systemic racism also takes the form of cultural superiority. Here, the values and customs of the majority culture are used by the majority culture as the standard to which all others are compared. Right and wrong, good and bad, normal and abnormal are all determined by how closely actions, entities, and experiences align with those of the majority culture which is most cases as white, middle-class, Eurocentric, and largely, largely Christian. Those people, groups, values, behaviors, and practices that are not reflected of this mythical norm are seen as deficient or deviant. 
In other words, there's a standardized way things should be. The parochial assumption is that they, quotation marks, should be like us. If only they were like us, all their problems would go away, so they say. If they would just assimilate, everything would be just right, so they say. Now, standardized tests. In education, this parochialism is exemplified by the standardized test. Here, normal, quotation marks, is literally quantified and served up on a bell-shaped platter. Teaching and learning are evaluated by how closely standardized test scores fall from a standardized norm. Good teaching and more learning is said to have occurred when scores fall above the midway point in the bell-shaped curve. Poor teaching and less learning is said to have occurred when scores fall below that imaginary norm. Imagine that. Of course, what is not considered and can't be captured with these number assigning devices are the many contextual factors influencing these scores, such as historical and social-cultural influences, community demographics, cultural biases, the school curriculum, teacher effectiveness, and the number of students crammed in a classroom. These are all very significant variables that affect test performance and determine where students' scores fall on the bell-shaped curve. Yet, the standardized tests, standardized tests of various kinds, are used to identify students who are not, quote, normal. They're used to depict with mathematical precision and unearned certainty those students who have disorders, who have emotional behavioral disorders, or learning disorders, or intellectual disorders. And it is precisely these disorders in which there is a disproportionate number of minority students. There's an overrepresentation of students of color in special education, and that is a problem. There's racism in the special education silo. Now, I know right now many of you are probably thinking, there can't be racism in special education. I've never seen it. Exactly. And therein lies the problem. While we may not see racism, our brains do, and we'll be looking at implicit bias in another podcast, and our policies and procedures do, and our identification processes do. They all see racism, and it affects many people. There's racism in the special education silo. This has been the first in our series of podcasts.